Please join us for Northern Apostle Radio's Witness to Hope, the show where you can listen to inspiring stories of faith and hope from people you may know right here in the Marquette area. Hearing how God has sustained others with courage and perseverance, even through some of life's most difficult challenges, can inspire us to trust in God's loving care for us, even when we don't understand His ways. As St. Paul tells us in Romans 5, 3 through 5. We rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit which has been given to us. Listen now as Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral, talks with today's guest. Hello, everyone. This is Monsignor Michael Stieber, pastor of St. Peter Cathedral in Marquette. I'm here in the Northern Apostle Radio Studio with Faye Presley, our station manager, and a special guest today for our Witness to Hope uh, episode, Tanya Mara Allen. She's going to share with us on the powerful topic of suicide and the Lord's ability to bring healing and growth. And so, Tanya, I know your family, the privilege of knowing your family for some years. Uh, For our listening audience, please give us some background on your family and the time leading up to your father's death, uh, who he was, and kind of a snapshot of your family. My family was made up of my father, Michael Mara, my mother, Teresa, who passed away from cancer three years ago. May she rest in peace. My younger sister, Tracy, and myself. My father was an iron worker, and being out of town a lot for work was part of his job. My mother, sister, and I shared a very close bond and spent lots of time together. When my father was home, he made sure everything was taken care of. The lawn was always mowed, the snow always shoveled, the vehicles were clean, things like that. He was always doing something. My mother worked part-time. My parents provided well for us, and we always had everything we needed. My father taught me by example how to be a hard worker, to appreciate the little things in life, to love nature, the value of a dollar, along with many other good qualities that I am grateful for. He also had a great sense of humor. He loved to laugh and make others laugh as well a trait that I inherited. Mm -hmm. And of course, with uh, a death by suicide, it's often so shocking, and people will often ask, were there any warning signs or concerns? And so when you look back before your father's death, what would you say? Any warning signs or concerns? Looking back, knowing what I do now about suicide warning signs and suicide prevention, I would say that there were definitely warning signs. On the outside, my dad acted like he had it all together and was always the funny guy, Mm -hmm. kind of like Robin Williams. But on the inside, he was tormented, and we would catch glimpses of that at home behind closed doors. He had terrible mood swings and lots of anxiety. His pride and ego prevented him from voicing the degree that he was mentally tormented and from seeking help. Hmm. He was the type that did not like to admit 
to anyone when he was physically hurting or not feeling well. Hmm. And how did you discover that your dad had taken his life? What was that like? On August 25th, 2006, my dad made the decision to take his life. I remember that day like it was yesterday. A day our lives were forever changed. The day started out like any other ordinary day. My dad was home in the morning, but was not home later in the afternoon. My mother and I did not think much of it, but as the day went on, and he still wasn't home for dinner, and still was not home several hours after that, we started thinking something was not right. Mm -hmm. My mother and I decided to go to a few places we thought he may be to look for him, and that is when we unfortunately came upon the fact that my father had taken his life with a gunshot wound to the chest. We called 911, and I will never forget the sound of all the sirens heading towards where we stood. The police escorted us home, and we had to tell my sister Tracy what happened. Mm -hmm. It was like we were in a bad dream. Mm -hmm. It was very surreal, and it just did not seem like it was happening. It was very traumatic. Well, it had to have been such a shock, it's an unexpected. Mm-hmm. He also left a note, and in the note he said, and I quote, I will never feel good about myself. I was depressed for a long time. I'm sorry. I hope one day you can find it in your hearts to forgive me. My father clearly was in a terrible state mentally at this time and felt suicide was the only option he had to escape his emotional pain. Mm -hmm. The thing of it is, my dad's decision was permanent. Mm. Suicide is a permanent decision, one that cannot be reversed, while our emotional states of mind most oftentimes can be turned around by having the courage to admit we are having these thoughts and seeking help from a trained professional. Mm Mm-hmm. And with, uh, with a real reverence for all that you went through then and just bringing the memories back, what, uh, what helped you cope with that whole mix of emotions at that loss? And what were some of the questions going on in your mind afterward? And how did your faith help you, Tanya? The biggest thing that helped me cope with all of the emotions of losing my dad to suicide was talking about how I was feeling and what I was thinking with my mother and my sister, and also a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. not holding anything inside. Mm -hmm. The biggest unanswered questions for me were, what made my father decide to take his life today? Mm -hmm. And was there something I could have said or done to prevent this from happening? My faith and trust in God Help me let go of my guilty feelings and wondering thoughts and find inner peace. I would sit quietly in prayer and talk to God, asking him for inner peace and guidance. He gently and lovingly reminded me that he knows the plans for each one of our lives and that he always has a greater purpose for allowing things to happen, even the bad things. That even though I didn't understand why, The Lord did, and I had to keep my faith and trust that if he brings me to it, he will bring me through it to glorify him and that a greater good would come from this tragedy. 
I also found it in my heart to forgive my father. Mm-hmm. Powerful. So the healing of just talking about things, being bringing things into the light, not uh, burying them, and um, your hope in the Lord that he could bring some healing. Um, when you look in the years after your dad's death, how did dad's suicide affect you and your family? Immediately following my father's suicide, I had to seek help from a licensed therapist for post-traumatic stress disorder. I was unable to sleep for quite a while following my father's suicide, Hmm. and I also suffered from nightmares and dreams where I was trying to stop my father from taking his life. Mm -hmm. Recognizing post-traumatic stress disorder and seeking help is important as a loss survivor. Also, for the rest of our lives, my mother had to learn to live without a husband, and my sister and I had to learn to live without a father. We all had to step up to the plate to fill in the areas of life that my father used to take care of. Also, my own children, Michael, age 10, and Zachary, age 5, never had a chance to know their grandpa, Michael. Mm -hmm. So many effects on different levels for each one, hey? Um, It's amazing, you know, what you've gone through and what you've uh, grown with because I've known you over these years and watched the Lord at work giving you courage. When you look back now, Tanya, uh, how would you say the Lord has helped you get to this point of speaking about this kind of loss and you've been brave enough even to speak publicly in recent years? What motivated you? About eight years after my father committed suicide, I felt called upon by God to open up a bit more publicly about my story. So many people I know personally, family and friends, have lost a loved one to suicide or have been affected by suicide. And there has been such an increase of suicides in our own community. Mm -hmm. I feel that the Lord pressed this upon my heart in hopes that I would be a vessel to help other suicide loss survivors and also open up the doors of communication for suicide awareness and prevention. I was nervous, but I had faith that the Lord would provide me with the courage and grace to do so. He did and continues to do so. I had a very positive response the first time I went public with my story in the form of a Facebook post And last year, I had the great honor of being the guest speaker at the annual Marquette County Out of the Darkness Community Walk. Coming up, I will also be speaking at the Witness to Hope dinner event at the Cathedral on February 28th. God continues to bless me with opportunities to open up about my story. And each time I do, I find more inner peace and healing for myself, knowing that I am doing God's will. Mm-hmm. You've experienced a lot of healing and your hopes to help others. What would you say to other people who've experienced this kind of loss? How would you encourage them? There are several things I would say to suicide loss survivors. One is that you should know it was not your fault that your loved one took their life. We cannot accept responsibility or assume guilt for a loved one's decision to end their life. Mm -hmm. Two is that you have to forgive yourself 
for not being able to prevent this from happening. Mm -hmm. And also forgive your loved one. Because at that time, they felt that suicide was their only option. Three is to talk about your thoughts and feelings with someone you trust, like a friend, family member, priest, and a licensed therapist, and not hold them inside. Mm -hmm. Be patient and know that everyone grieves at their own pace. I would also encourage them to participate in community events and support groups for suicide loss survivors. It helps to know you are not alone and comforting to connect with others who understand what you are going through. Mm -hmm. Four is to specifically state what you need help with if someone asks how they can help and don't be afraid to ask family and friends for things that you do need help with. Lots of people want to help as they know you may be feeling overwhelmed and that you are grieving and adjusting following the loss, but don't always know exactly what to do or what you need. Five is to take care of yourself. Eat nutritiously, get sleep and exercise. Even a 10 minute walk can make a difference. Hmm. And last but not least, Continue to attend Mass regularly and spend time with God daily in prayer and ask Him for inner peace and guidance and open your heart to what He says and calls you to do. Also, pray for your loved ones who have died by suicide, especially the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. It is one of the most powerful prayers you can offer for someone in dire need of God's mercy. We can aid in each other's salvation through our prayers, even after death. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful aspect of our faith. The Lord is eternal, so he's not limited by our time. So we can bring to him things in our time, and he can touch the lives of people that have gone ahead of us, things from the past. Um, Powerful, just the, the encouragements that you've given there, Tanya. How about, um, what are some of the resources you've discovered right in our area for helping people who are concerned about a loved one at risk or for those who are grieving? One of the biggest resources and advocates I know of in our area is the Marquette County Health Department, Sarah Derwin. She is the health educator there, and one of her areas of expertise is suicide prevention. She also provides a suicide prevention gatekeeper training course for any size group. A couple years ago, I took this training myself and by doing so, learned how to recognize the warning signs of suicide, offer hope, and know how to get help for someone who is contemplating suicide. I would encourage everyone to take one of these courses especially with the alarming rate of increase in suicides. Mm -hmm. Sarah can be reached at 906-315-2621. That's 906-315-2621. I have also learned that if you think a person is having suicidal thoughts, talk in private Listen to their story, let them know you care, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Hmm. This will not increase a person's suicidal thoughts. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Ask the person directly if they are having suicidal thoughts or ideas, have a plan to do so, have access to lethal means. Again, this will not increase a person's suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. It will give you information that indicates how strongly the person has thought about killing themselves. If you think the person is going to harm themselves, do not leave them alone. Tell them their life matters and that you are going to get some help. Mm -hmm. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's one 800-273-T-A-L-K and locally the Dial Help Center at 1-906-482-HELP that's 1-906-482-H-E-L-P located in Houghton are good resources to have on hand. The Dial Help Center serves the entire Upper Peninsula and you will be connected with a live, trained crisis specialist to talk about what's going on, find referrals, and develop a plan to cope. All support and contact from Dial Help is completely confidential. If anyone out there listening right now is having suicidal thoughts, I encourage you to please reach out to anyone you trust or call one of these numbers. If you are struggling, communication is key, and with the right help, it is possible to turn your life around. I know many people who have. Also, the Marquette County Out of the Darkness Community Walk is an annual event held each year in September at the Elkwall Recreation Area in Ishpeming. The event brings lost survivors together and offers hope and encouragement for those grieving along with raising suicide awareness and prevention. Sarah Derwin at the Marquette County Health Department can also be contacted for more information about this event. Mm. Great to know those resources are here. Thanks so much for sharing those, Tanya. I know that um, in my priestly ministry over the years, I've accompanied a number of people and families in the aftermath of a suicide and many times shared part of a a quote from the catechism of our Catholic Church where it addresses suicide. It's in paragraphs 2282 to 2283. And there it begins noting the objective serious wrong of suicide. But then it says this, quote, grave psychological disturbances, anguish, or grave fear of hardship, suffering, or torture can diminish the responsibility of the one committing suicide. We should not despair of the eternal salvation of persons who've taken their own lives. By ways known to him alone, God can provide the opportunity for salutary repentance. The church prays for persons who've taken their own lives, unquote. So the Lord reaching out to each person to the very last moment How does that teaching give you hope, Tanya, and how has the Lord given you comfort over the years since your dad's death? This teaching gives me hope because the church says that we can entrust people who have committed suicide to the mercy of God 
and that prayers, even after death, can help in their salvation. That one day I have the chance to be reunited with my father. The Lord has given me comfort over the years since my father's death by calling me to delve deeper into understanding my faith, which has increased my inner peace and deepened my trust in his plans for my life. That even though I may not always understand his wisdom, I trust his will. Mm -hmm. I especially felt the Lord's presence during my grieving, which brought me much comfort and calmness. I felt that he was telling me, do not fear, even though your father here on earth is no longer with you, I am with you. I am always near and I am holding you close. You are not alone. God's love penetrates our deepest suffering. The knowledge he uses my pain, tragedies, and life struggles for a greater purpose gives me hope and comforts me as well. I know the Lord uses me as a vessel to be his hands and feet here on earth and uses my unique qualities, gifts, and life experiences to be a light and a voice to help others and to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Clearly the Lord's been at work in a beautiful way through your life, Tandy, and touching others' lives. Um, I often think of a saying that our wounds when brought to the Lord, can become roots of compassion for others. And you have a special gift to be able to share with others who've experienced that kind of loss because of what you've gone through and let the Lord transform. Um, even today, the responsorial psalm at Mass had the phrase uh, from one of the psalms, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He's not distant. Another scripture from Romans 8 28 says, um, God makes all things work together for the good of those who've been called according to his decree. What more would you say about the good God has brought for you out of this? And any closing thoughts you want to share? One of my favorite quotes from Mother Teresa always comes to mind each time I open up about my story. Quote, I alone cannot change the world but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples, unquote. Some of the good that God has brought for me out of the tragedy of losing my father to suicide is that I have been able to connect with and help so many other lost survivors on many levels, and that has immensely helped in my own healing. I believe that unshared pain is wasted pain. Sharing our struggles and life experiences helps others open up and seek the help and healing they need as they realize they are not alone. I've also learned so much about suicide warning signs, questions to ask, and precautions to take if someone is having suicidal thoughts, and the importance of awareness in the years since my father's passing. I know how important it is to take care of our mental health. I am a firm believer that taking care of our mental health is just as important, if not more so, than taking care of our physical health. Hmm. I have benefited from realizing and admitting I needed to seek counseling and also realizing that it was not a sign of weakness, but of strength. Admitting we need help and getting it is not an easy thing to do, 
as pride, ego, and feelings of shamefulness and inadequacy get in the way. But the three bravest words we can ever speak are, I need help. Mm -hmm. I also learned that we cannot always see with our eyes the battles other people are fighting, so be kind always. I am also more open with my own family and children about the topic of suicide and the importance of suicide awareness and prevention. God continues to bless me and provide me with opportunities to be a light and a witness to hope for other lost survivors. My closing thoughts would be to always keep your trust and faith in the Lord and keep your heart open to his plans, even when it's hard, even when you don't understand. Spend time each day in prayer and don't ignore what he calls upon you to do. Each of us is blessed with our own unique qualities, gifts, and life experiences and are meant to use them for the greater good, to help others and to glorify God. Also, every time we talk openly about suicide and mental health issues with our family, our friends, out in the community, with other lost survivors and those who may be struggling with suicidal thoughts, we open up the doors of communication, we help break the awkwardness, embarrassment, and stigma surrounding these issues, and most importantly, we may even save a life. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, Tanya. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us uh, the way the Lord has brought hope and healing to you out of that uh, tragic loss. And again, shifting from the question, you know, why did things happen to just trying to be open to the Lord, inviting him into our wounds, asking for the help we need. So you're a great witness of what the Lord can do and wants to do for each person. And uh, I'm sure the Lord's going to use your sharing uh, more and more. Let's let's turn to the Lord. I was thinking of that image of divine mercy where the rays of light go from Jesus' heart out to us, wanting to bless us, wanting to penetrate our, our areas that need healing. So let's turn in prayer for a few moments. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our Father, we thank you for your divine mercy revealed to us in your Son, Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up to you those people that may be struggling, those who are um, in great pain or fear, those who are having any dark suicidal thoughts. Be with them, Lord. Please draw them to find your divine mercy and find rest in your heart. Help them reach out for the help they need and help us be aware, help us to notice as we can. You know how fragile our lives are, Lord, and we We need you. We need your strength and healing. Thank you for uh, the witness Tanya is, the witness others are who have walked through this and have turned to you. We pray in a special way for those who've suffered the loss of a loved one through suicide. Help them experience your healing power, Lord, and your infinite mercy, your comfort. And we ask that the light of your love and your truth would again bring freedom, from darkness. Blessed Mother, we turn to you also, you who stood at the foot of the cross of your Son and trusted. Mary, please put the mantle of your intercession around us and all those 
we lift up to you. We pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.